Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 243 of the Saturn Studs podcast, the hellacious holiday hijinks having hosts who are co, Peter and Jake. I realized I was going to go do an addition, but uh, I didn't because that's Peter's thing, and I'm, I respect other people's gimmicks. I don't steal. <laughs> and we're coming at you live with the what Kurt said edition of the cast. What Kurt said? <laughs> Holiday hijinks host having co's. No, no, no. It's literally, it's the what Kurt said edition. Oh, okay. <laughs> what you say? What you say? Jake, where are we from today? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, I think we're, we're coming at you live from, from, uh, uh, North Pole, North Pole man, it's Christmas. Not a day after Christmas. Um, so square foot in Scotland, somewhere yeah. in the Highlands. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we we're gonna talk about each other's gifts. It's <laughs> an opening thing. I like that. It's a nice thing. It's live on live on the air, live at the live, North Pole, baby. live in <laughs> live in Scotland on our one foot one square foot patch that lord oh. kurt bennett and lord Laird. peter hoskins <laughs> it's like i that's just how they spell hey, jake, it do you have one too i know i don't that's... so i'm not a lord oh, jake you ha, had ha, one ha. you could have i get to lord the that over you and then uh, you uh, could oh. the scotland yard <laughs> i'll work on getting myself one <laughs> Well then, we'll all all three be lords. We can we can put it on our uh, we can put it on the the website. We can just be like <laughs> change all of our titles to lords. <laughs> Look, we ruler all have of a the sp- north, <laughs> leader of the north, and ruler of its peoples. <laughs> I wish there was like something we could do. Like we could like email them and be like, "Hey, do you mind doing this to our square foot of land? <laughs> like just put up a, uh, a Saturn studs." <laughs> <laughs> like an advertisement <laughs> would design like a bat signals esque projector that fits inside yeah. the square foot and just projects the Saturn Studs logo into the sky. On the land Hell yeah! On the sky. <laughs> we just look at our analytics the next. The yeah. swamplands, wherever they. We look at our analytics and just see Edinburgh <laughs> skyrocket, <laughs> skyrocket in terms of depth. <laughs> we can do a um uh we, we can get like the world's smallest billboard and <laughs> just a miniature square foot billboard <laughs> saturn studs see you next plot over there for more information <laughs> and there's just three billboards he's <laughs> got a hike 45 miles oh. in the highlands to see the whole episode. This is the most elaborate ad I've ever heard for a podcast. Well, as we we've learned from Get Duke, duked, we uh we know Dangerous. that they are quite quite impressionable out yeah. in the Highlands and will listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, but and they like their bread too, so we'll we'll maybe we'll send over some croissants or some uh some cronuts cronuts <laughs> some sourdough. Seen up again. 
<laughs> I don't think a baguette will fit on our plot. <laughs> <laughs> if you put it in vertically, <laughs> just like drive it, it into like the a, ground a like it's a steak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bread and the stone. Yeah, how, we, how, how we ensure that our plots of land are free of zombies and other undead just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then it's... and then I got from Laird Kurt a Duke Duke mask for uh, this is a, a, a prop this is a prop actually from the Blumhouse production of Duck Duck <laughs> I got an early advance prop. Uh, it's still in the prototype. Still in the prototype phase. They haven't quite figured out how they're going to do the goose yet, is what I'm told. But they have a budget of $5 million, which in horror movie terms is like a trillion dollar budget. So I'm sure they'll figure it out. Then uh, downstairs, I got my Doom shot glasses. And then there's one bonus one coming. Yeah, it's a, it's a Doom face mask doom nice. guy face mask that'd be cool um, looks like i know what i'm doing for halloween doom but... duck <laughs> <laughs> you're a duck no i'm doom guy <laughs> quack and tear <laughs> quack <laughs> bread and then, oh, so this this probably exists out there. So I need to enlist you, Peter. You need to find the uh, E1M1 duck whistle version, where it's just <laughs> the duck whistle doing the E1M1. It, it will be done, my lord. And then we'll uh, we'll strap a boombox to Jake's back, and it'll play that. Uh, see, <laughs> trick or treats. This is the best. This is the best Halloween uh, costume idea I've yet heard. This is viral marketing for Duck Duck Goose. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> Releasing Halloween twenty twenty one. It's like the clowns; they were viral marketing for it <laughs> years in advance. Two years scared the shit out of people, but they loved it. <laughs> they were all because they were for- kids. Yeah, but but the adults. That's why it part two didn't do so well, is because it hit too close to home for the survivors of the clowns. People had to walk out. That was me. That was just live footage of me. They should have just sent out the the, the next took a candid cam. They should have just sent out the next rotation of uh, of clowns for marketing. Yeah, they they, they didn't they think that far ahead. Clowns. Yeah. Yes, send they should the have sent in the clowns. Sent past tense. Um. We have some trailers, believe it or not. There's not many of them, but yes. uh, they they do exist. So we will discuss them in our weekly trailer roundup segment. We call Trey Watch because we fancy like that, and I I still have no idea how we spell it. So every time in the description, it's like a toss up between what it's going to be spelled. <laughs> Autocorrect can't fix you here because it's not a real word. We're going into uh, I want to start it off strong with uh, with the one I saw early on, and uh, I was happy about coming to America. Two, you've had sequels ten years too late. You've had sequels (laughs) fifteen years too late. But are you ready for a sequel thirty six years too late? (laughs) 
this is this is the latest sequel I've ever seen, and Eddie Murphy somehow looks the same. Black don't crack. Yes. <laughs> I, Eddie Murphy just fell into a coma, I swear, and he just ripped Van Winkle his way into 2020. Really you can tell he's a little fatter than he was back in his uh, heyday. Beverly Kills Cop. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's like the only the only movies they can redo and recreate are like prominently black movies where all the new characters are going to be white. Because, um, but damn. So, uh, so in this, he has Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. If you didn't know, yeah, Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Yeah, the joke is that they once again play eight characters each in the movie. <laughs> They got the, they got the barbershop glass. I don't remember that from the first one. I it's been so long since I've seen the first <laughs> the one. Barbershop. The barbershop yeah. was the best part, because it had Eddie Murphy Barber's characters rant on how anytime anyone talks boxing, the one white guy will always bring up Rocky Marciano. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember the. Boxing. They always got to pull Rocky Marciano his ass. Hey, he kicked Joe Frazier's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I'm excited for this. I think this is gonna be this is gonna be great. I hope they really kind of just. We're uh, in a wonderful out. world where these movies are releasing direct to streaming, so we don't have to pay money to see them. So we can watch them, and not have the fucking just default anger of I've spent fifteen dollars on a popcorn at this movie <laughs> <laughs> that the movie has to overcome with its quality. No buyer's remorse here. Just, just the cost of the hours of your life that you've spent on this thing. Exactly. But we're all still locked inside. So, what else am I gonna do? I can only masturbate so many times a day. <laughs> and they're and they're bringing some young blood to this too. I mean, they're they're bringing uh, uh, Leslie Jones, uh, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yes, young blood, <laughs> Tracy Morgan. It's really stop with Leslie Jones. <laughs> Pentagenarian Tracy Morgan. <laughs> um, young blood. The <laughs> so they got uh, Wesley Snipes. So not new. Not, not <laughs> I don't know. Was he in the first one? I don't know. It's been a while. I don't. I that was back in a time where I didn't. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's only 32 years too late. Not yeah. 36. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was an 88 production, not a uh, 86. We got Rick Ross in there. So we have a lot of people coming back from the first one. Eddie Murphy, Senator Hall. Um, who is it? Uh, uh, James Earl Jones. Uh, John. John Amos. Was he in the first? He was in the first one. Yes, John he was. Amos. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading the cast of the first one right now. He was now. the he was the dad, I think, right of the the girl. Yeah. But the the love interest. Uh. Maggie Sinclair, Sherry Hetty, Paul Bates, Eric yeah, LaSalle. Yeah, Sherry Healy must be the um the Yeah, Lisa yeah McDowell. McDowell. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. The family the McDowell family that was like the spin off of the <laughs> McDonald family. Samuel L. Jackson as the holdup man and armed robber at McDowell's. Oh wow. Does he come back? He comes back. <laughs> uh reprising his role as the as the McDowell robber, 
I don't see him on here, unfortunately. I'm still trying to route this motherfucking McDonald's. I'm sick of these motherfucking African princes and this motherfucking McDonald's. Too many. Hey, um, Too many African so, princes. So is it bad that, like, for some reason I got my brain wires crossed and I, I had sworn I was expecting, like, Chadwick Boseman to pop up and this was, like, his final performance? Is he coming to America, too? I, there's a part of me that yeah. honestly thought that was going to happen. Mark. Mark. Why? Because <laughs> he probably would have been perfect for it, to be honest. Um, I am Prince I think his. <laughs> I think his last role is in uh, Marvel's What If. He does some okay. voice acting in, in Marvel's What If, I believe. So. Oh, is it new stuff or do they just recycle lines from Black Panther? I think it's new stuff. Okay. Because he becomes Peter Quill and Guardians Star Lord. Starcat. <laughs> yeah, Star Starman. He becomes yeah. Thundercats. He come Black Star. <laughs> Maybe he'll have a new name. <laughs> Black Star. Black Star Lord. That's a little on the nose. Warriors series. Oh God! Did you Black Star. He's a Black Chadwick Boseman is. Black Star. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all over technically the truth on Reddit. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Ooh, yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's, that's coming to America uh, with the numeral two. Coming to your home. Yeah. They had to do on, it. On Prime Video, uh, March, March 5th, 2021. Roll, they're all there. 32 years older, uh, 40 pounds heavier, uh, but they're all there. <laughs> all there. Uh, next, we have all the little things. Uh, and now we've seen trailers that spoil the movie in the trailer. Never to this degree. Like, I actually thought this trailer looked really good. Uh, sure. Because you know, um, like, I don't think they spoil. They set up the premise very heavily, but I don't think they offer any resolution other than, like, um, they're hunting for little mistake details. So basically, Jared Leto plays a serial killer, possibly rapist, Poss too. Yeah. Um, if he is the, the killer. Yeah. Uh, or a suspected serial killer, but they can't yeah. get him on anything. And it eats up Denzel Washington's character, who's like a, a sheriff or something, uh, deputy sheriff with an eye for detail. So basically Monk. Um, <laughs> and oh, uh, Remy Malik is the father right. of one okay. of the murdered I children. The twist... so... oh, go ahead. I thought the premise was that Denzel Washington was a killer, and he's using a serial killer to like cover for him. Under the premise mm -hmm. that he's always hunting him, that's why he's never taken a promotion. That's why he's like, it's all the little things that'll get you caught. That's how I read the trailer. Mm. Was that he was the one doing it. Well, it could be. You don't know. I don't know. That, that could be the twist at the end. Because yeah, he's also like, like, you know, you want to nail those girls. I want to nail them too, for personal I... reasons. And like, oh. Because I, not... I picked up on no, that, too. No, he was talking to Remy Malik. He's like, you want to nail this guy 
And he's like, why do you want to nail this guy, Jared Leto's character, and Remy Malik's for all the girls he killed? And he's like, I want to nail him too, but it's for personal reasons. Like, I don't know. I I Maybe that's the twist, but I think uh, Denzel Washington usually likes to play the good guy in the movie. So just based on that uh, real-world factoid, I would assume it's going to be a little more straightforward. <laughs> yeah, but but I picked up on that too, Pete. Uh, I, I thought maybe, like, okay, maybe the twist is that Denzel Washington is could be the actual killer, and, like, by going so ham on... on trying to find this this guy and catch this guy like find him guilty or something like that then uh maybe it's taking the scent off of him uh because yeah. like it's like it's literally like the premise of um uh uh, uh dexter right sort of well, dexter Next, was like kill, i, I want to kill like the bad guys because the justice system's yeah. flawed and i'm also a serial killer <laughs> I mean, well, what like a fucking he, premise for a show that, yeah, he was like a blood pathologist, something well, like I thought, that. I thought he, he was like a, like, I thought he was a coroner or something like that. No, he was like some expert on blood. Oh, I don't know shit about Dexter then. Yeah, I've I've only watched a couple episodes because it, when it was on Netflix or something, uh, my roommate, junior year. I only watched the prequel in his laboratory. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my my junior year roommate was into dexter so i watched a couple episodes because they were just on in the room and uh i was like this is the most ridiculous fucking premise for a show either because i guess it was like one of the season finales and uh he gets found out by someone in a position of authority that he's a serial killer yeah but instead of like you know the obvious real thing that would happen is like you psychopath i'm taking you into jail it's Oh yeah, I want to team up with you to help get these guys. It's like no, there's no feel good serial killer story. I I like that they tried. <laughs> a, a for effort. They, they tried. Didn't really oh, work no, out. Did Probably we lose the Peter. Yeah, I think he he's he's just smiling. I I cycled the thing. Oh, here comes the text message. Computer yeah. froze. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm going to have so right. much fun editing this today. I well, I can't wait. Go ahead and cut it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome back once again. Uh, we're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. We're getting there. We're getting there. Technical difficulties. It's when the Saturn studs are on the move. And uh, we gotta be places. We gotta have this podcast on the road. It's when we run into all the the, the struggles. So what you're saying it's, is, it's 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 the nature of the beast coming at you live from so many different places across the U.S. And boy, boy, heart, howdy. <laughs> uh, are we having some technical issues right now? Oh yeah. Whether or not it's internet working or Discord being funky as heck, or it's just me. Uh, yeah, serial killer, possibly Denzel Washington, maybe Jared Leto, <laughs> Dark Horse Canada, Rami Malik, all the little things coming to HBO Max January 29th. Man, everything is just coming to streaming networks now. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to movie theaters? 
Well, that's why everyone in the theater industry is pissed off at Warner Brothers for moving yeah. all their new shit to HBO. <laughs> well, I, the one thing I heard is that so I, I think some of them might actually like sell those movies at like half price. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, we got to be competitive with streaming services somehow. We just want butts in the door to get popcorn. Butts in seats. Butts in seats. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Because they're going to make uh, all their money off. Trailer f- professions. Yeah, next we've got a trailer for Land. Yeah, Land. I, uh, it, I, really, I really didn't know what this was about. Just like, okay, she goes to a cabin or cabin to to I don't know veg out and then just like kind of get in tune with nature and then she gets stuck in the snow or something like that and somebody saves her yeah yeah I guess I All I remember is the scene where the folksy old man is like uh really not wise to be out here without a vehicle and she's like I'll be fine and then immediately she's not fine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't mansplain the outdoors to me. Don't mansplain Snowden. cold and hypothermia to me. I do what I want. Um, I'm a strong, independent woman. Yeah, this just we'll looked. We found frozen. <laughs> I think this would be a nice movie to watch if you want to like just get some good shots of scenery. I don't know. I think I think that might be nice, but. Other than that. If you're a big fan of Robin White, right, wow, I'm having a great day myself. If you're a big fan of Robin Wright, um, sure, if you're not, I don't really see any real reason to, to go and watch this unless you're a fan of the book I'm sure it was based <laughs> on. <laughs> if if you like plot, though, don't, I, don't, I don't recommend it. Why have a plot in your story? Come on now. <laughs> Exactly. When you have Robin, Robin Wright. White, Robin White, Robin White. I'm hunting Robin White. Hunting Robin White. I want to hunt a human being. <laughs> I want a challenge. I want to hunt a human being. So now, this next trailer, I I watched, but I think I fell asleep halfway through. Beautiful. Because it was early and I was tired. <laughs> And maybe it lulled me into a murderous trance because that's the name of this trap. Oh yeah, <laughs> murderous trance. Murderous this trance. Is, this is one of the more based on a true uh, story movies like- that I've seen. Where I don't remember. I don't know the famous hypnosis case. I know, like yeah. what I bet happened was guy in court's like, "Oh, I was hypnotized." Okay, and then they uh, and then they made a movie about it. Yeah. Well, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on a true story about a guy in Milwaukee who exhumed corpses and made, like, furniture of it. And from that, they got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Stretch. Okay. Sure. Fine. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, and, and this, uh, I, I don't really, I don't really know what's what's happening. Uh, world's fa- world famous hypnosis crime. So if you if you are a big fan of like famous crimes in the hypnosis crime. hypnosis <laughs> crimes, yeah. If you are subscribed to all the hypnosis themed true crime podcasts, uh, this is the one for you. 
I this just seems like it's for a niche group of people who are just like real big crime buffs. Maybe. Also real big hypnosis buffs. What a weird thing to be a buff of crime. Like, yeah, I know crimes. all about all these crimes. <laughs> I understand it though, because I watched I listened to for quite a while the the the, the crime and sports podcast. And that was entertaining just because it was nice to hear about famous rich people who took it for granted and put that in the garbage <laughs> and was like, I don't want that. I don't want the fame and the luxury. I want jail. <laughs> hey, three squares a day, <laughs> baby, can't be it. Even though they have four octahedrons a day. So... Yeah, and uh, so I mean, maybe it's like I don't know. Maybe it appeals to our uh, our animalistic nature, and, and they're just like, "What? <laughs> he chopped them but up? Then... No way! What a monster! I wish I could do that to <laughs> my wife. <laughs> we should hunt him like they did in the number one movie in America this week, Monster, monster. Hunter. <laughs> Hunter. That's right, folks." This is the week, weekend 51 of 2020, almost escaped 2020 without its final insult. But no, it chooses to marry our daughters and fill their bellies with its festering seed. <laughs> I heard... By releasing Monster Hunter. I heard some okay things about this. I heard there were some okay well, things. It opened with $2.2 million. Well, there is an okay thing in it, because Ron Perlman's in the movie for well, some reason. Well, he was in a... Like, you can get better work, Wasn't dude. he in um, Pacific Rim? Oh, they tying them all together? I mean, they're like, you, doing they're like you know how to act in a CG movie about giant monsters. Let's put you in there. They're really throwing that monkey wrench monkey. into the, the plot of uh, Pacific monkey Rim. Monkey wrench? No, I think... Five point... I think One Ron Perlman uh, plays the cats. Plays, yes. all cats. Plays, plays all the main coons. <laughs> <laughs> As he pogo sticks away on his penis or whatever the fuck the joke was. <laughs> I missed that one. No, you didn't. It was there. This is the third time we've referenced it. I don't remember exactly. No, what I don't it was, remember the pogo stick penis. <laughs> something about a cock ring and a pogo stick. Because you'd mentioned that David Harbour had a big cock ring to fill with taking over as Hellboy or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> what? Okay, it just, no, this actually does sound like something I would say, or something we would like spiral into, like a really fast spiral of like, oh yeah, every Hellboy actor just has a a devilish cock ring that they have to wear, and he had a big one to fill, <laughs> taking after Ron Perlman. I don't know why. Yeah, like I say these things, and you guys seem so surprised. Have you guys never watched our show? Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fever dream while we're doing it. So yeah, really. Remember. Just to exit that fugue state and just don't remember what It's like hypnosis. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> murder trance. Saturn's trance. Podcast, one of the famous hypnosis crimes. 
<laughs> this podcast is a crime. We should be in jail. We uh, we've contributed to quite a few deaths. <laughs> I make it stop. I don't want to listen to them talk about cock rings anymore. That's <laughs> that's like that's like some uh, shit that would like I would Google to get me put on a list. Like if I Googled right now, Hellboy cock ring. <laughs> Thanks. I FBI is going to be a knocking on my door in like <laughs> T minus three minutes. FBI T minus the running time of Hellboy. Uh oh. Yeah, well, you're actually pretty close to where they'd be headquartered, so they can be there quick. <laughs> Peter and I would have a little more time. We'd have maybe. Yeah, Jake, six you're close minutes. enough where you can select the Uh-oh, pickup option instead of delivery. Yeah. I've- For your. 25-year federal sentence. <laughs> yeah, I did. Anyway, uh, like we said, Weekend 51 follow-up. Monster Hunter number one spot, $2.2 million. And it it just has to be the Spotlight Film of the Week. Because if I make it the Spotlight Film of the Week now, I might not have to watch it That's later. right. That's called thinking ahead. Then we can watch Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I haven't finished it. It's that bad. I haven't finished it yet. It's like Sherlock and Holmes level bad. Holmes I'm and like Watson. Forty minutes in. Yeah. I think I think the director forgot for a minute in the opening heist scene that uh, this movie is set in 1984, not made in 1984. It doesn't need to be that campy. Oh man. All right, but but Monster Hunter. Like this is like yeah, Silver Age oh. Batman. Well, and there was in the first movie too with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like with the uh, when they the villain locked him in there with the gas, and they like giggled as they ran away. <laughs> I'll get you yet, young that was Wonder Woman. Sixties Batman. Yeah. Yo, Charlotte never survived S- this. <laughs> so, it's Monster Hunter. It's got a five point one out of ten on IMDb. It's got a a 45 on Metacritic, and it's got a score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's our number one movie this um, this week. Amazing. It's get uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. Does it not have it? To, oh, 50 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 67 audience score. Oh, it it dropped. I clicked on the link and it dropped to 49 percent. Oh boy! <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's dropping. But who cares what the mainstream media has to say about this movie? We all know they have an axe to grind against Mila Djokovic after she snubbed them at the Christmas party. <laughs> so you have to go and you have to you have to go up to the North Pole. And for movies like these, you need a special kind of reviewer. You need to find elves with real reviewer traits. They sell them at farms. They're bred from clean stock. <laughs> and and we have some elf reviews. Not reviews of the movie Elf, but uh, elf written reviews of Monster Hunter. I'll start with uh, a 10 out of 10. And this is from C- Court C, 41097. And it has my favorite. I love 10-star reviews that have this title. Don't listen to the bad reviews. <laughs> They're imposters. They're trying to December kill you. 20th, 2020. Monster Hunter. 
What else would you want out of a movie called Monster Hunter? It was solid, action-packed movie with a straightforward plot that delivers exactly what was promised. My boyfriend, his roommate, and I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, and it had has us on the edge of our seats the whole time. It was a 7 out of 10 movie, but I'm giving it a 10 to balance out the rest of the bad reviews. Also, monsters were cool. The CGI wasn't bad. 8 out of 20 found it helpful. There's a I we joke so often about like people giving it a different review in the review or like a different score in the review, but this guy was like legitimately like, no, nah, yeah, it was seven out of ten. It was whatever, but I got a balance. <laughs> out. This bad review. There's a lot of that in these reviews. Well, you'll see a couple of mine are like that where they're like, uh, I never watched, I never played the game, but the movie is all right. Because it's so polarized, like it's either a ten star or a one star. There is no median scores in the minds of most people these days. So you never get that in the one out of one out of tens, where it's like I'm giving it a one out of ten, but I really thought it was a six out of ten. <laughs> I just gotta balance out all these positive reviews. The people were, I gotta balance out all the bots that were giving it yeah. ten. The director, the director's kids, his wife, his cat, his home lady, take care of his. <laughs> His mistress. His His grandmother. His grandmother's mistress. (laughs) They're all giving it 10 out of 10 because they they know them or they worked on the movie or they were craft services. They're dumb. This is real. And and shout out to this this other one, because I you talk about like tropes that reviews do. There's always in the one out of tens. There's always the don't waste your time or money. <laughs> like, every single time, there's somebody who's saying that. But this guy decided to go short and sweet by saying disappointing. One out of ten. And they said, "Let me just go right here." After being locked up since March and waiting for this movie, I was expecting an adventure. Something epic and fun. All we got was a badly made, stretched out episode of a TV show. This film would have been an incredible TV show as a format. The film ends at a big cliffhanger, and it doesn't even resolve the plot to begin with. The acting was horrendous. The pacing, too. (laughs) Who is this? (laughs) Who is this? Uh, fucking, um... Oh, God, I'm trying to think of the author who wrote The Grinch. Dr. Dr. Seuss. Theodore Giesel. I blanked on Dr. Seuss. I blanked on Dr. Seuss at Christmas. I hate my life. (laughs) (laughs) I just read it as a poem. (laughs) The acting was horrendous. The pacing, too. The first half of the movie could have ended in about 20 minutes. Instead, it stretches for about an hour and 10 minutes. Such a shame. I say, kill the sequel and turn it into a TV show. Honestly, would be a much better fit. 71 out of 113 found this helpful. Oh, man. <laughs> the, uh, the mid- Time for you to settle the debate, yep. Peter. Well, the middling reviews are, are indecisive. They're like the... I think they're made by people who have just never seen a movie. So they're just like, oh, oh. Like this one from Rap Ta- uh, Takis. So Rap Takis60433, who gave it a 6 out of 10. Just a fun action flick. 
this movie isn't meant to be taken serious. It's just a fun action movie that makes for a good time when you need something to watch. If you put too much thought into it, you're going to be disappointed. I mean, it's based off a game. Does this movie hold true to the game? I have no clue. Never played it. But it is fun to watch some crazy monsters on stuff blow up. 8 out of 10 found it helpful. Movie. Movie. I watch movies. It's audio-visual. <laughs> Alright, well... Final Destination G has a much different take on the movie. Uh, Monster Hunter Time 10. This could possibly be the best movie in 2020. <laughs> Press X to doubt. <laughs> um, well, this is a surprise. I went to the cinema, not sure what to expect, and I left truly amazed. There was a screen with a moving picture on it. <laughs> Don't listen to the negative reviews. They are the same bots who go around complaining about every movie on this platform. I would divide this movie into four chapters. The weakest had to be the second one, where there is a certain fighting scene that drags on forever and for no apparent That's... reason. The first chapter impressed me in terms of visuals. <laughs> the next, the nest design specifically was unique and gave me the creeps. The third chapter was interesting, and it introduced a character that would be there for the comedy factor of it. <sighs> Leading to the fourth that hinted majorly to a sequel. Monster design was good, and the acting as well. The movie kept me interested and invested from start to end, and above all, I was super happy to see Mila back on screen. Action movies fit her perfectly. The author of this title review, Mila Djokovic. <laughs> I was going to say, it writes like a real William Shakespeare. Real, real William Shakespeare. Sacristeer. I don't know. So, looking looking through all the one stars, it's like the, the title even. It's really f interesting what people have an issue with. Um,. And, and and the title of some of these are fucking hilarious too. One is just named Resism. <laughs> yeah. It's got Resism in it. It's racist. <laughs> oh, oh no, hold on. This is weird. Cause they, they misspelled it again in the review, but then spelled it correctly later on in the review. It's a short one. Resism for Chinese. <laughs> Racism for Imagine blatant racism in this movie. Um, okay, I don't really know what to say because there's like, there's a knee. There, apparently, some there's a knee joke in the movie, and uh, a, a lot of people had a problem with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I'm just gonna stick with the editor one because <laughs> I, I like it because it's got more caps lock in it. Why? <laughs> dot 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 dot. Dear Paul, why did you let Doobie White ruin yet another video game movie with this awful, awful Doobie. editing? Oh, double ellipses. If anyone in Hollywood reads this, do not employ this excuse of an editor. Kind regards. Everyone. <laughs> 20 out of 37 found that helpful. But 
Like, I want to point interest to this. What kind of knees are these? Is the title of another one. And I, I read through it. And there's apparently like a joke about what kind of knees are these? I can't breathe. And it's like a George Floyd thing. What? <laughs> and then... I And then it talks about like... Hold on. I'll just read it. Okay. I want to know what this person is trying to get at because the other one was short. It is very hilarious for the director to choose a naive joke to entertain the public. Through, though the film is not that bad, but some metaphor is horrifying. The U.S. soldiers give the poor native Asian faces some chocolate as a as gift. This may insinuate that U.S. soldiers gave chocolate to Japanese after World War II? Considering that Monster Hunter is a Japanese game... I hope in they the stretched before they reached like that. That's how you slip a disc. <laughs> Hold on. It's a Japanese game in the beginning with an extra N in <laughs> Else... Alright, so this is when the, the knee thing happens. Else... The knees joke, quote, knees joke, has a double satire. Chinese people and George Floyd. What a silly, talented screenwriter, dot, dot, dot. What, what kind of knees are these? I can't breathe, dot, 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 the, dot, dot. I'm so fucking confused. I want to watch and the movie. And all the who's down in Whoville. <laughs> I, that's real Dr. Seuss writing. And yeah, stretch for days. God. Well. Okay. That was much. I've got much. I've got our last review, right. which might be the last. Um, who's I forget who Mila Jovovich's husband is. Who's the guy who made these? Uh, Paul W.S. Oh, Anderson. Yes. Okay. Paul. I've got the last Paul... W.S. Anderson apologist here. Uh, Hisashi Leon with his 5 out of 10 review. Please consider shooting a movie about monsters. It might be better. <laughs> please, please don't destroy the image of the best game in our hearts. Please, the director, carefully shoot, carefully consider shooting monster-themed movies. Don't always adapt other people's scripts. You may be able to get out of your own sky. Although the heroine is the director's wife, don't destroy the image of the goddess in our minds. 11 out of 27. These are weird. These reviews are weird. These are really weird. Have we? Is there a whole like community of, of Anderson Jovovich fans? That we just, it's like walking in on an undocumented yeah, tribe? I mean, there must be. They keep making movies. <laughs> Someone's seeing these movies. All right, so there there is a controversy. Uh, so apparently Monster Hunter was pulled from Chinese cinemas over a scene said to be a racial slur. Of course. The Croods, the new age. <laughs> Hangs on in second. Well, you don't uh, want to go over the Chinese racial slur? Really don't need to get our Monster that. Hunter review. Hard review. <laughs> Um, two point oh seven million doll hairs for that one. Uh, Fatale opened in third with nine hundred eighteen thousand dollars. Lionsgate's 
newest venture after a one-night stand with a successful married man finds himself entangled in a cunning police detective's latest investigation. I think that's the one of Hillary Swank. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just basically Fatal Attraction. Right. Elf in its sixth week, $365,000, good for four half-brothers. In its third week, in fifth, $271,000. And that's a new movie. That's embarrassing when you lose that In this environment, yeah. Elf. That's been out for six weeks. Not not only has it been out for 17 years, (laughs) it's also been out for six weeks in theaters. Um, The Polar Express in sixth. 231,000 freaky in 7th, $174,000 worth grandpa and it's 11th week hanging on the top 10 with $170,000 National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation $166,000 in 9th and How the Grinch Told Christmas the 2020 release of the 2000 movie okay um in its third week had $130,000 beating out come play this week $118,000 never gets old come play oh both Grinch movies are in theaters right now (laughs) it's the Grinch which Grinch feature do you it's a Grinch double feature (laughs) you'll get the double feature Grinching Wow. Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Shout out to Muppets Christmas Carol. Opening in 14th this week with $92,000 and $725. Deserves to be higher. But I think it's because everyone already speaking has of, it on uh, Grinch, though. Yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of Grinch, though, the I don't know if anybody saw it, uh, but there was a, a, a musical or play or something like that with uh, Matthew Morrison as the Grinch, mm-hmm. um, who used the Joker as inspiration for his uh, portrayal of the Grinch and the internet got broke. The internet broke because of it. Cause it was just like the fuck. The Grinch so. is misunderstood. The Grinch never really hated Christmas. He just hated the who. We live in a Whoville, which is fair. <laughs> Those the damn place, who's place. Yeah. It's the, 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 it becomes a very different story. If you replace every instance of who with Jew. Those damn greedy yeah. who's. All the Jews down in Jewville. What do you get when you take a Grinch who's been neglected by society and you add in a Christmas celebration in Whoville? You get what you deserve. And he pushes all the presents off the cliff. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's just terror in Whoville as tons of Who's dresses the anti, Grinch? Antifa who's dresses the Grinch man. <laughs> Antifa who's? I like this. This is a good idea. <laughs> All right. I think we as a group, as a collective, need to come together and uh, discuss what is and is not a good idea. This is a this great is an idea. idea. Best For idea. sure. For sure, this is an idea. I don't know. It meets the qualifications of being an idea. Look, I, a I'm good just, idea. Mm, I'm I'm opening I'm opening my mind's eye 
in the center of my fucking forehead. And I'm just picturing all these who's with their dumb little nose and their crazy hairdos running around town, setting shit on fire, pulling down fuzzy Grinch masks. Because <laughs> that's what everyone wants out of their Dr. Seuss book. Hell yeah! We've had the same goddamn story for what? 40 years? Or whenever the Grinch started? About roast beast and bullshit? It's like, that story is old and overdone. Like a roast look, beast. It's, look Jack! Look Jack, the numbers are clear! <laughs> Grinch is dead! <laughs> this is, is this Jake in the, in the office? They've told the story so many times that they've retold this. They've reinvented shit twice now, and it hasn't been as good as the original story. Look, look, Jack. There's two Grinch re-releases at the same time. Who's going to the theaters and being like, which which Grinch do I see? Do I do I see that Grinch, or do I see do I see the other Grinch? About the same fucking movie, guy. Huh? Who is not who is Jack? Movie, though. They might as well be. What are they? What what is what, the Grinch? All right, which ones are they? I don't even remember. Okay, so this one is the Benedict Cumberbund one. Yes, and then which this- was which made the Jim Carrey one look good by comparison. One's yeah. animated, one's live action. They're very, they're different in almost every measurable right. way. And it, it's <laughs> arguable that the Jim Carrey, well, the Jim Carrey one is just overplayed. It's more, less, it's, it's okay. It's not the worst, but we've seen it 2,600 times. <laughs> what I'm trying to I, say, you may have. I, look, I, I just think that we need a better take on the Grinch. A different take. I don't take. see how a Joker topical, take. topical violence uh, take is the. Is the <laughs> I just want some, I just want something like Joker. I want I want um, uh, Phoenix Phoenix boy to to Phoenix to come boy. over and, and uh, be the be the Grinch, whatever his name is. Walking Phoenix, yeah, walking as Phoenix. opposed to a Phoenix behind right, appointment. Phoenix. It's the walking Phoenix. Yeah, walk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? That's it's weird because I. I'm I always... sorry. Do you have an appointment? No, I'm a walking Phoenix. I'm a walking. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's weird because I went to I went to give him a haircut. And his name was on the front, and it said, and he was like, he was welcome there. And I was, I was like, Walkins, welcome. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why is the Joker welcome at my barbershop? He's got a he's got a hair dye appointment. I just I want to know what foot what fucking footloose esque town you live in, where the Joaquins people named Joaquin are so discriminated against that they need to have signs on doors that say Joaquin welcome <laughs> this is a walk-in safe place <laughs> walk-in safe place are, are there Joaquin only ones <laughs> is it also racist it's a, a spark the new segregation era <laughs> I hear it where walk-ins are uh, are segregated amongst America and Canada 
as they should be. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy walkins. I also heard if you if you throw walk-ins. if you throw a walking phoenix into a mirror, he turns backwards and becomes quinoa phoenix. <laughs> Holy shit! I, I thought if you made him say his name backwards, he disappears back. Into Fifth the dimension. Room. Whatever dimension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh well. Uh, that was the. Uh, yeah, that was the follow. Uh, so here's the deal about gaming news. It's basically all year-end roundup stuff. Which is what our feature is. So let's just roll it into one here. Let's just go all in and have an extended Saturn Studley Awards. The Saturn Studley Awards for 2020. This was a weird fucking year, yep. guys. Uh, this, I had to really go way back into the way back machine to even like remind myself of what fucking uh, movies came out this year and what games I played this year that were actually... This May this year. From this year. (laughs) I I feel like I have I have this like this feeling that we all pick the same best movie. I I hope. I I mean based on my criteria of not uh picking movies I've never seen, I I mean it's a very think of the movies we've watched this year. It's not exactly the tightest competition in the world. And no. this, well, well, in a normal year, I don't think this movie would have won a Best Picture Award from any of us. Um, no. It's just kind of there by default. It's the Mr. Rogers of the Ultimate Showdown here. It's it's <laughs> He just hid the whole time. He let the other crap slog its way out. Got in there right before the world went to shit mm-hmm. <laughs> on a shit slide. And on uh, a shit cracker, and here well, we the are. Shit storms coming, Ricky. And who do you expect so, to get in? Uh, I guess we'll st- before the the shit storm. Oh uh, yeah, we'll start with our best pick. Yeah. Who else? But yeah, three, right, uh, two, one. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh my god, we did yes. it! All of our minds just linked up at once, and we just had a brain blast like Jimmy Neutron. I was waiting for someone to like throw this. Bad boys too. I went and saw Bad Boys without you guys. And like, I, I was looking at all the all the movies that like had come out and that I like didn't see because I, I don't I didn't see. I mean, obviously, there's there's still a ton of movies that were released in 2020, but Heck if we saw them. there were small things here and there. But like, yeah. none of them were good. None of them seemed like they were they were gonna be solid. Yep. Uh, yeah, like I mean, there were movies that we liked for the reasons that they were bad, uh, like yeah. Rogue, and yeah. I'm sure Fat Fat Man's <laughs> gonna fall into that category. I'm certain. Um, you know, there's there's always that uh, tip of it, but then like even the big bigger budget stuff like uh, Tenet was pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Tenet was disappointing. Um, Soul, I think it just came out too. Soul, yeah, Soul. Came, that like was, I haven't watched Soul yet. Maybe that was Soul iffy. would like steal it away, but I haven't seen Soul yet. 
Wonder so Woman 84 it, technically just <laughs> makes the cut because it got released yesterday, but and that isn't going to win any. Awards I don't here, think that's, that's going to win sure. anything. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a passable movie. That's all it needed to be. Yeah, and uh, I mean it does. It, I mean it gets two recognitions as possibly the greatest video game movie ever. Since we now know that Monster Hunter wasn't <laughs> surprised <laughs> runaway success that yeah. we were all hoping and figuring it would be, um, <laughs> and the cult of Milichov. So there, that record safe, and now it, it will forever reign in history as uh, a recipient of a Saturn Studley. Actually, it's probably I think the first unanimous. Other than Spider Verse, yes, Saturn Studley Award. He won the winner. triple crown. Uh, so, yeah, Spider Verse did win the triple crown, <laughs> and yeah, uh, this one did too. Yeah, Spider Verse, I think, won two awards. I think it won Best Picture and Pleasant Surprise. Yeah, oh, that's year. true. Yeah, I could see Sonic getting uh, getting good surprise because I mean, like we were. I mean, I'm surprised that it became Best Picture, but I think it almost did that by default. Um, yeah. But I'm also surprised that they did a good job with it. Like, we're not just giving it to Sonic because it like was the only option. <laughs> I mean, we're also giving it because like we actually all enjoyed the movie. Uh, yeah, I think, and I think we it did had a see lot of good parts. Other movies, mm-hmm. yeah, like movies that were supposed to be like big releases as well, and. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> and like I've I've heard stuff about Tenet. I personally haven't seen Tenet yet, but I've heard stuff about Tenet and like maybe yeah there was some good like editing and uh like uh production behind Tenet and like what they did. So it may have good stuff there, but from what I understand the story's not that great. Uh it seems like another really convoluted uh story similar to how um uh Whatever the fucking the time, the dream movie Inception, similar to how, like that one was, where it's just like, it it has to be, like, crazy, uh, uh, like complicated in order for it to be good, and that's not how it mm-hmm. should be. But whatever. But I'm, I'm glad Sonic got its recognition because it deserves it. It deserved uh, to win something. Like if it if it didn't win Best Picture, it would have been really close to. Uh, uh, pleasant surprise. I yeah. probably I think it would have would have beat out my pleasant surprise choice as as pre- pleasant surprise. Um, all right, let's move on to most disappointing film of the year. I think there might be some repeats here, but I'll mm-hmm. go first just in case. Uh, Artemis yep. Fowl. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a rare feat to be uh the biggest disappointment when I have no expectations of quality going into it. And yet. It exceeded my low expectations in the reverse direction. Like the bar was maybe an inch off the ground, and that tunneled in like it was skimming the mantle, man. Like, like, like it was that guy with the big dislocated jaw that could chew its way through. Ground. Oh yeah, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Dig Mulch Diggums. Yeah, Mulch Diggums. Yeah, yeah. This, I, I refuse to believe that this movie was ever considered for a theatrical release. Like, there's no fucking way that they would have put this out yeah. there. This was this is the the cinematic equivalent of striking out at T-ball. Like, 
there was yeah, I totally forgot about this movie. I'm not gonna lie. I, I is, it's a forgettable movie. It just left an indelible impression on my head because like it shows up every now and then in my Google yeah. uh TV app. It's like have you seen Artemis Fowl? I'm like, yes, I did. Get it see away it. from me. And God do I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. Well since you since this was scrubbed um, from your mind, so, what'd you think? It was the worst movie. I I actually thought so. Is this is actually um, a, a a new entry, a quick entry, uh, and it, there's a couple of reasons. Because I saw a Twitter thing, um, and Netflix promoted it because it just came out the other night. Uh, Midnight Sky. Okay. And they promoted it like it was going to be this space adventure or like this uh, this oh, I think it was survival. Wait, was this the like space the George kind of Clooney movie. one about the the satellite returning to Earth? Yes. Okay, we yeah we talked about that trailer. Yeah. Oh right, right, yeah. Yes, we I think we we saw the trailer because it, it like released maybe a month ago the trailer and then it actually came out like I think like yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a it's got a. Well, no, it's just got Clooney, actually. <laughs> it doesn't have, like, that big of a cast. It's just got Clooney. But, like, Clooney, you think, would be great. So you're saying it's a Nescafe commercial. Nespresso commercial. <laughs> George Clooney isn't exactly the greatest actor it's I've just, ever seen. He's, he's got not- notoriety. And and I, I think he can he can act okay. I thought he was pretty he, good in this. He's good in certain mm-hmm. roles. Uh, but he has a very, very small window in, li- in which know, he can operate. And honestly, his character was like, I think the best thing he did for his character was he really showed his emotion. But I think he's really better in like charismatic roles and and maybe like a tad of like action as well sometimes or or just charismatic roles. And this was more of like. I'm going to be sad throughout the entire fucking movie. Charismatic roles like Batman. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking like Old Brother something. or like Fantastic Mr. Fox where he can be up. He can be up tempo. Yeah, yeah like and and this was a very down tempo the entire even, fucking even movie. Even more stuff. There's like even more like he's good at like playing like kind of sleazy mm-hmm. like yeah. uh Danny Ocean and the guy from Up in the Air. Yep. And this was not that. This was a very different role than what he's done. Um, I really think he kind of like phoned it in, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's a Netflix just went with movie, it. so yeah, probably. Yeah, and and in terms of like like the like the space setting, there was like there were few scenes where they were just flying through space and nothing was really happening. Uh, they really tried to make you care about the characters by like having this one thing where they they would show their memories uh in this like vr setting or augmented reality setting and you don't you never really care about them they never really get you interested in them uh uh, so when when there's a death it's like it's like oh i don't i don't care that they died um and there's a lot of questions that you're asking like why why the earth is the way it is and and uh you know why don't they just do this um and there's decision making that's just dumb, and I was really hoping for like something that was like visually astounding, like if because I assume if this was made in like COVID times, they 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 would put more emphasis on like post editing, post processing, and and make the scenery around them look really really nice and draw you in through that. And there was literally one scene, and it was short, and it was the thing that Netflix like advertise and was like look at this space movie they're on a different planet 
Look at how beautiful the scenery is. That was a dream sequence. <laughs> Fuck you. You don't get anything. <laughs> and it's like, why? Just give us that movie. We want that movie, not the one where George Clooney's walking through the snow <laughs> and, and, and having to shoot, like, fucking Arctic wolves. Oh, I, it's, it's like, like the gray. It's into yeah. gray at yeah. some point. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to punch the wolves. And I'm just like, and it was just, there was nothing really that happened. Hey, bub. <laughs> and it just kind of, like, ended. The ending was, like, so unsatisfying. Like uh, unsatisfactory, and uh, uh, the big twist wasn't was was oh oh shit okay, but nothing really profound and nothing really like story development. I will give a most disappointing uh, film uh, honorable mention to uh, Rogue. Mm-hmm. Although this <laughs> this award is most disappointing for a reason. Because it creates more interesting options than straight up worst. I'd say that Rogue was maybe the worst movie. I don't know. Artemis Fowl yeah. was pretty mm-hmm. bad. Uh, yeah, I, but Rogue. Yeah, Rogue is. I wouldn't say Midnight Sky was like the worst movie of, of 2020. I would definitely just say it. Like, I expected something completely different going into it. Yeah. And Rogue is the other take because, like, I expected it to be bad. And. In that regard, it and did it was not great. disappoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> but I do, I do need to mention that as just an exceptionally yeah. bad movie that we watched this year. Yeah, um, trash. All right, on to game of the year. I'm we'll sure some splits. This will in no way invoke controversy. My selection, but I went first last time, so we will. Uh, snake it around to Peter. Right. Um, well, you know how much I love to talk about it. Uh, game of the year was Hylix 2. We started playing it uh, just uh, last week to a, to a little Rocky Road start, but um, I anticipated it. It delivered on what I wanted. It was It's just my kind of game. It's lovely aesthetics, a nice bite-sized plot, easy mechanics, well-balanced, and... Um, easy to just chill out and be like i'm playing a video game it's so weird so thank you thank you. i'm on the side of the thank game. you mason thank you mason <laughs> lindroth and chuck salamone it was a game that you, you delivered you actually delivered the game that you promised which is more than i can say for a lot of indie developers um that's very true so it's it's a beautiful little art piece you can put on your shelf that's my game of the year. Nice. All right. All right. I'll I'll go. I think something tells me I think Kurt and I have picked the same one. I picked Doom Eternal as a game of the year. And um, if you, if we had recorded this episode last week, you would be correct. But oh, um, ooh, ooh the crown has been snatched away. Yeah, I was. Um, so even though I didn't um, uh, play. Last of Us, because uh, the my my runner up was uh, I think Last of Us, uh, two. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I didn't play that, I I did watch it. Um, I was like co-piloting it, so I got some of the story, some of the just the adventuring uh, going on. And from what I understand, the gameplay is like very similar to the first one. Uh, so I don't really feel like I'm missing out there. You don't really play it for the gameplay; you play it more for the story. Um, but. <laughs> 
I don't think I don't think that deserved it because I think I think Doom Eternal in the long run is going to have a bigger lifespan uh, in terms of uh, replayability, <laughs> oh, um, sure. in terms of uh, uh, you know how visually well it it looked, um, and also you could probably port this over to almost anything and it will. It play runs great. pretty well on the Switch. Yeah, uh, like oh, it's it's on the Switch. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> port it over there. Port over to whatever you'll have immaculate uh, uh, graphics and just smooth as butter gameplay. Uh, on top of like, yeah, okay, so you have a point A to point B kind of story, but there's so many different like side things you can do in like uh, finding secrets and and finding. Oh yeah, there's and, and so much to explore. Like, like doing a hundred percent completion like run through, uh, you know, it, unless you look it all up online or something like that. It would give you like many more hours of of replayability for all and this. And there's like really awesome things like a soundtrack where you can listen to tracks from not just yes. Doom's past, but like Quake and other ID games. Yes. Um, you have classic armors. You can un or mm. in just alternate skins, you can unlock the like original Doom guy armor that that are um, that show up in the cutscenes. So. It's yeah. it's amazing when you have like the uni you have I think there was a unicorn armor set or something like that that was really goofy <laughs> that shows up in the cutscene and it's just like this is so goofy so if you unlock that I would totally be down to like replay the entire game using this unicorn pink like armor set and <laughs> the just unicorn have it be slayer hilarious <laughs> yeah so there's there's a lot of stuff the gunplay was so much fun uh, the the mix of like it's not so hard that you can't get through it but it's challenging enough on on the difficulty setting that i was playing that i can only imagine it being you know just getting better and better as you go up in difficulty and like challenge rating uh yeah, yeah i thought it was it was a fantastic game it checked all my boxes uh because sometimes i'm just a big dumb fucking ape that wants to shoot <laughs> demons and and play some good shoot 'em ups so right yeah i mean hey it's a great game uh but and i know this will draw the ire of some and invoke some degree of controversy but i have to uh and i'm not a hundred percent finished yet but i have 45 hours into the game so i think that's enough to draw conclusions uh, I gotta give it the Cyberpunk 2077. I know that's not going to be a popular choice amongst many people, but uh, if you're upset that the version of the game that, again, a game that is like crisis level demanding on modern hardware, if you're upset that that game doesn't run super well on your PS4 and Xbox One that was underpowered, when it came out, <laughs> I don't really know what you expected. <laughs> I'm sorry, they really should have never released those versions of the game. But the PC version, yes, there are some glitches and there are some bugs. But uh, after the 1.05 hotfix, I haven't really encountered much of anything. Uh, and it's mostly just been weird visual glitches and some momentary, like, odd physics errors uh, or collision errors. But... Uh, it it just the few instances where you're like, well, that was kind of weird, doesn't take away from at least in my mind the just living 
breathing world that CG Project Red created with this game. I uh, it's been a long time since I felt so sucked into a game world where like I started developing a sort of like straight line empathy uh, between the other characters and myself, not even through the meeting of my character, like their experiences and my experiences felt Rob the same mm -hmm. uh, to the point Rob where I would be a little disappointed when there would be a certain dialogue option or there wouldn't be a dialogue option that like closely mimicked what I wanted to say in that situation because I felt that I had experienced uh, everything and had my own take on it and would be naturally more distrustful of people or whatnot but it's just the the story the main story is a little short yes but the side gigs uh many of them are main storyline quality and could have been main story missions if if they chose to label them as such like there would be no uh difference in quality noted the the game is just beautiful like so beautiful that my computer can't handle it at its most beautiful <laughs> but even when you turn the settings down a little bit it's it's a completely gorgeous game uh the gunplay is better than you know stuff like the outer worlds or fallout 4 i mean it's not like doom eternal levels of good but i mean it's mm -hmm. it's on par with other first person action rpg sort of games um I like I just love the visual aesthetic. I love RPGs so much, but too many of them are set in medieval times. And it's always, you know, it there's the sameness to it. And I think that's one of the reasons I like the Mass Effect trilogy so much is cuz it was and Kotor is their their space operas. They're set in space. Mm -hmm. And while Cyberpunk isn't set in space or anything like that, it's still a very different and like cooler feeling uh aesthetic it feels newer it feels fresher and the story and the characters are really well crafted uh that you get really invested into the game to the point where it's like when i saw that i had 45 hours on the game oh, wow. like no nah, that can't be right <laughs> but then you think back and you're like oh shit yeah i guess mm -hmm. i did, did start playing at like three and then next thing i knew i had to go to bed to go to work in the morning <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited to see uh, this game like in two or three GPU generations when you know you can for a reasonable price afford to run this with all the eye candy turned on at solid frame rates and when all the bugs are ironed out to experience the game in its true glory because if, if this handicapped buggy glitchy version of the game uh, is this good I would I can only imagine what it's going to be like once all the expansions and the bugs are ironed out and the hardware is caught up to the point where you can run it at full settings. Like, it's truly going to be an amazing and transformative experience. So, suck it, haters. <laughs> uh, the game is actually really good. No, and I, I know I... you want it to be bad because the release was bad, but it's not. <laughs> I think I think you're right, and um, and I've I've always kind of stuck with that uh, that similar mentality where, um, you know, yeah, it may be a rocky start, uh, but uh, it will get there. Uh, when and when it does get there, because it's it's complex. It's not a simple thing to fix. 
Uh, It's not a simple thing to create in the first place. So, you know, keep your eye towards the future and, and, and be excited for what that could be when it comes out. And from what I understand, CD Projekt Red was really pressured to get this released when they did. Yeah, if you want to and blame someone, blame yeah. shareholders. There were shareholders who were who were forcing them to to drop it because they they had pushed it back before. But and I think I think a lot of them at CD Projekt Red wanted to push it back again, but, but the, the shareholders wanted yeah, it they released. Wanted, they wanted the return, yeah, uh, for yeah. their investment, which is understandable. But this is the danger of game development getting so costly that you have to yeah. bring in a large number of outside investors is you don't give the developers time to create the game yeah. and so you wind up with just ridiculous crunch periods of development and more delays and more unfinished and half finished games coming out and um i want to preface this with with this is our next topic our next pick is a disappointing game mm-hmm not worst game. Mm-hmm. That's a different right. category. That's not something we're doing. But do you want? I I pick Cyberpunk as my most disappointing. <laughs> game. Uh, con- controversy. And controversy. Controversy. And I'm not. I'm not hating on. Like it. I said, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on it because I've I've seen a lot of great things, but I've also seen a lot of bad things um and i do want to bring up console players because we can't just discount them now if cd project red had said okay you know we're going to release the pc version because this is the most complete one this is the one that will run the best we're going to release that one um and then in six months time when we get the 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 console uh ones out we'll get those out and that would accomplish two things. They would make the console versions a lot better, and it would also give time for people to get their hands on newer generation consoles, which it's going to run better on. A lot of these people are running Cyberpunk on PS4, which is crazy. You can't run this game on on an outdated console right now. It's not optimized for that right now. And they did release it, but I'm looking at the game as a whole. And... It had a lot of bugs. It had, it, it was, I mean, some of these were like not just your normal graphical bugs. A lot of these were, were game-breaking bugs where you had to restart and you had to go from your last save or, or uh, you know, there was a an issue with the, the quest line and you had to get another save state so you could actually continue the quest line. Um the AI was janky as hell and 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 took you out of the uh, out of the immersion, and and um, immersion is another big thing. You're talking about how how immersive this game is, um, but a lot of these bugs uh, can take you completely out of it. You can be so into it and sucked in, and then as soon as those those these bugs and somebody T poses or, or these mm-hmm. cars start clipping through the ga- ground. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm playing a, a, a game now. I'm not, this is, this was like legitimately like a, like a real life situation, but uh, now it's, okay. now it's something different. Um, I think it's disappointing because it has so much potential. And right now 
for console players at least i've heard i have heard that the pc version is is a lot better after the recent and they've come out with like i think three three pop fixes hot patches right now which is fantastic i love i love to see that cyberpunk is recognizing this they're fixing it they're on top of it and there's another one to come in january but for right now, for a lot of console players, the game sucks. And we see that from Sony removing it from the stores, the refunding players. Um, Xbox might do the same thing. And and that's just disappointing because I want to see Cyberpunk do But here's something kind of telling about the refunding. I read this article is that there are a lot of like players are disappointed <laughs> that they don't get to keep the game after really? refunding it. Oh, no. <laughs> If it's so yeah, good you I want think, to keep it, then don't well, refund it. Or, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, yes, I agree with Jake that this could definitely, depending upon your perspective, fall into disappointing territory. I get there was a lot of hype for it. I kind of separated myself from the hype because I wanted to go in as fresh as possible. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's the other thing. Is I can that, only like, comment on my experience yeah. playing the game. Uh, where I didn't really run into too much of uh, these issues, so for me, and I'll, and, it and I'll also say my good. secondhand account too. I don't, I don't have a firsthand account uh, since I haven't played it. Um, I do plan on getting it. I've heard it from close friends as well, though that it. I've heard, I've heard from close friends they love it. I, I really like full this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just gave you my game. Uh, no, you're not the only friend. I have had other other close friends uh, say that they they really like it um, and they they have they have a lot of fun with it. Um, but I can't I just I can't discount the fact that there's tons of Xbox and PS5 and PS4 players uh, who are having just an awful time with it who can't even play it now anymore, which sucks for them. Yeah. I would have liked if they had refunded it, but kept it on the store, or just like, like removed future purchases from it. I guess, but like they just mm-hmm. removed it completely from the store because everything's digital. Um, but yeah, so so in that fact, it sucks. But I don't know. At least they're taking care of the player by like, like not forcing them to mm-hmm. buy an unfinished uh, game. Yeah, like, and-, and when I mean unfinished, I mean it's pretty goddamn unfinished. To get ahead of any, like, uh, people calling me out as, like, a hypocrite or anything for, like, saying, you know, blaming investors and stuff for CDPR's release, but I crucified Bethesda for Fallout 76. Bethesda has a pattern of doing this. This has been, like, a multi-decade thing at Bethesda. This is CDPR's first bad release like this. So they at this point in time have earned the benefit of the doubt in the situation. And also CDPR is not a very big game company. Like when you compare that to like Bethesda, they're not that big. They've only created a few games in their time. Like the other, the only other like big project that they did was with the Witcher, which I think a lot of people took that and was like, Oh my God, if they can do what they did with the Witcher, Witcher three, and they can, they can, uh, you know, actually execute all the things that they're promising. Because I think a, another thing is that they came out a long time ago over the years and have said Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be X, Y, and Z, and it's going to blow your fucking top, guys. And that hurt them in the long run. Because I think there was a lot of, 
there's permanence on the internet. So we're going to look back at everything you said and see if it checks out. And I think there's a lot of stuff that didn't check out Mm -hmm. with what they, what they did. I've, I've heard that, but I haven't, no one, I could never find a specific example of something that was promised to make it into the Mm -hmm. final game. I'm not saying there aren't like, again, I divorced myself from much of the hype process. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what was promised, but (laughs) to hear some of these people talk, they were expecting the CDPR to be building the literal (laughs) matrix. Uh, and we're disappointed um, that it was merely a video game. <laughs> yeah, and, and also I'm not even going to touch upon any of the like the, the 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 transphobic and the social justice stuff that that people were expecting and didn't receive enough of. I mean, in that aspect, uh, I think Cyberpunk did a great job with how their inclusivity uh, in the game and and your customization of your character and how you want them to be portrayed, and then people getting pissed off that it's uh, the 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 voice lines or how your character sounds is gender locked, and I'm like, fuck off! You can pick a girl and have a penis. Just be happy. And I'm sure there will be a mod before too long that yeah. will flip that. So like, or they'll or they'll patch it. And it's, who it gives like a very shit? Honestly, patch. like this—that's a very minor thing. Yeah, and people are nitpicking, on. and a lot of the problem, a lot of the problems people are finding with it are nitpicking. But um, yeah, I, there's there's piling on because everyone like, oh, it's the trendy thing is the shit on cyberpunk, so everyone piles on, yeah, and all that stuff. So this happens all the time with. I, but I guarantee you, in like six months' time, this movie will be fantastic. <laughs> I'll already own it by then, and and I'll play um, the shit out of it. Yeah. And sometimes you feel like nice. you're playing a movie uh, in the realm of that good. promises. Um, um, these were things. My disappointing, most disappointing game was things that uh, weren't promised, but but ha- those popped up, and no one wanted it, and no one expected it. But it's there anyway, and and now we have to deal with it. It's uh, Magic: The Gathering's releases this year. Um, if you had. If if I had to describe it in one word, it would be uh, dump. As in, they just Creative. they just dump stuff like on that. us. I'll 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 narrow it down to their supplemental products. Um, their main their main set releases are more middle of the ground, uh, although they weren't my cup of tea. But the the supplemental stuff, yeah, I like I'm thinking more of like um, I don't know. Icoria felt disappointing to me. It felt just like. I couldn't put a finger on it on what it was. Um, yeah, Companion was, was oh, 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 lads. Oko, Companion, um, Eldrain stuff, a lot of Eldrain stuff. Uh, the Secret Layer. Fatal Passage. That's Field a of the problem. Dead. Or that was an old. That's an old. Saying they don't want. Saying they don't want. Yeah. Oh my god. That and like I watch a lot of standard play and and the obnoxiousness of like the fact that they printed Fable Passage and then said we don't like fetch lands because we don't like the way it does like what it does to our uh, We don't the like way- how, how fetch They're- lands enable greedy mana bases. So and then please dual the face lands as any color. <laughs> and it's like Here. T- take it all and yeah, shove it up your butt. Uh you animals. It- don't you like this? Don't you want this? Here, have more yeah. product. We're gonna shove it in your face. Here, yeah, Ogun's exactly. back in standard. Um, so it's it's not so much a shock to the system. It's just sort of a 
a continuous piling on of small grievances. And that's that's the that's bad for your game. Yeah. You did. Because yeah, it kind of feels in a way like an EA sports franchise. Like every year it gets a little bit worse and people complain about it, but nothing changes because they keep buying it anyway. And then all of a sudden you jump ahead 10 years and like half the things that were good about the game are now gone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're like, how the hell did we get So here? a lot of, a lot of steps on the slippery slope and you know, I'm still going to play Magic. I'm still going to buy a couple singles here and there every release, which is the thing. But I don't think my $10 that I spend a year on Magic is going to be the driving, is going to support Wizards. I'm not the pillar of of play that Wizards is expecting. Yeah. And I'm at the point now where we do Magic content on the Mm -hmm. show. I want to do it on Tabletop Simulator just because, like... After all the shit they pulled this year, I really don't feel yeah. like giving. Yeah, and Mikko, they almost don't even want your money. Yeah, they I want you to myself. be on the arena and spend your arena bucks. I, yeah, I I heard an advertisement for Magic: The Gathering Arena on my sports podcast oh yeah. the the other day. I, I'm not gonna lie, I like I like arena. Um, I, I like what they're doing with arena, and so far, I I don't. I feel like I've made a lot of progress in it while not putting money into it, which <laughs> is really good for me. <laughs> I, normally, I will like throw a couple bucks here and there. I won't spend a ton of money, but I'll throw a couple bucks here and there uh, towards like free games just to get like pushed stuff along. But I think they've they've included enough uh, content where you can do you can unlock stuff for free. Um, it's disappointing in the fact that some of the choices they oh, do with yeah. uh, like brawl, I think I don't know if they still have it like this, but they had like brawl Wednesdays, and it's like, no, people want more of that stuff. If you're trying to fucking sell brawl, make it av- most available as possible. Don't put it on like a locked day mm-hmm. behind like a paywall. This is dumb. Yeah. So like they made a lot of dumb decisions. I feel like, and you're right. I I think I think Magic just like. This year for Magic has been very disappointing with how they've responded to COVID and shipping delays and the fact that, uh, you know, secret layers are uh, six months and out in terms jump of start, they're big and it's and like they're bringing yep, and jumpstart is limited orders and they're, yeah, they're bringing Walking Dead and then bragging about how it was the most well sold secret layer out there which means basically that they're going to do it again um even after i'll I'll, so I'll buy the power ranger <laughs> secret layer i'm not even gonna lie to you i would totally i mean but, like, i just bought I'd buy two that if it were silver border too <laughs> because yeah i like power rangers and i like magic and it'd be cool mm-hmm. to see those cards and i could like bust mm-hmm. out my tommy oliver commander model green dragons when these moogs come into town <laughs> and stop yeah. them <laughs> yeah yeah, because I I think that would be great. Because I think I think people, if they're like legitimate silver border cards that like could work in a game of commander, I think play groups won't mind having a silver border commander, uh, especially if like the deck is is like it, if the deck's like CEDH and it, like for some reason your commander enables something wonky and crazy, 
then okay, maybe there's an issue with that. But but for the most part, I think silver bordered cards are the, like the appropriate power level in terms of like playability. Um, and and I, I've been disappointed with a lot of stuff that they've done, a lot of stuff that they've released. Um, uh, there were some things that I liked, like Jumpstart, but mm-hmm. then again, I like there's always a but. Yeah, there's always a but with it. Like Jumpstart was fantastic, <laughs> probably one of the best products they've come out this year, but <laughs> it was so limited in availability <laughs> that the prices fucking skyrocketed to where oh you want Alice Shore Shepherd that'll be ninety bucks thank you very much <laughs> oh you want another Jumpstart box that'll be two hundred dollars thank you very much even bought, though it like, should be a hundred dollars I bought my box my box for like a hundred and ten dollars right before the prices shot yes. the fuck up. Yeah, they all shot up like fifty to sixty dollars. And I'm over opening like, like Muxus and going on TCG Player and seeing it's thirty dollars. I'm like, it's good, but it's not that good. Yeah, a lot of these cards are just like they're they're like I think Branching Evolutions was a uh, was a uh, uh, like a I think it was like half of a doubling season because mm-hmm. it was counters or something like that, and uh, and that was was like a thirty dollar card. I'm like, it's not doubling season good. Like why is it? Because it's not the, the availability is so so limited right now. Yeah, and it's, it's like they, Muxus, they need to they need Muxus to fix shouldn't that. be much more expensive than Cranko because mm-hmm. honestly yeah. Cranko's better. Here we are, yep. but like there it is. It's it's still I think twenty bucks. Yeah, and honestly, it's almost like we did a whole episode like, on just the so secret layer. We got more stuff to do, but I. Yeah, <laughs> but fantastic pick for disappointing game because yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside I didn't even the think box, thinking I didn't even consider that. Uh, mine was much more inside the box, and it was <laughs> Marvel's. Oh Avengers. yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. You guys, you you made a lot of a lot of promises. Uh, you said, "Don't worry about the weird looking character models; it'll be fine." <laughs> and then uh, you release a game that's okay. But it's like three recycled backgrounds and a bunch of reused animations, and it feels more like a PS2 game in terms of gameplay depth. And uh, people stop playing it, and and now it takes 28 minutes to find a match <laughs> with people, and uh, you're discounting your game to to pennies to desperately try to get players in. But there's you're not you're missing the point is that you need mm-hmm. more content to keep the players in there. Um, <laughs> I would have also, I gave an honorable mention to uh, another Square Enix game. They were just on a roll this year. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, or as it should be known, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1. The first two hours of Final Fantasy VII, but now it's 30 hours. (laughs) Yeah, honorable mention that. I don't really play too much, and I I didn't I never played any of those. No. So like I I thought it was just a shot for shot no. remake, with just like updated graphics and stuff. It's a and, it's like, a three D brawler. You could walk up the stairs uh, if that's you wanted. Thirty hours, such as the first two hours. Yeah. Com- yep. Of the story, huh. and and they invented they inserted new characters that weren't in the original ones, and they were really annoying and. Um, it was not what we wanted. We we wanted what you said, a shot-for-shot shot remake of Final Fantasy VII with updated graphics and a fucking journal. <laughs> that one's mine, but I still submit it. Um, yeah. And 
they didn't give us that. They gave us uh, we're Square Enix and we're now we're the George Lucas of video games. Final I guess. Fantasy so is now characters. Everything. Yeah, because that's so how they, we saw it. So they like retcon the story, and now they're gonna. Uh, like they release, haven't like, like retconned anything necessarily. They've just expanded with meaningless minutia. Like no major story events have been altered, like they, at least so far. Who knows? Who knows how many of these they're yeah, gonna like make? Like they added how in a second love interest. That's this. how. That's kind of what we're talking about. Like now, there's another girl that you can sort of date besides Aerith and. Yuffie and so there's there's like an option for you to like there them to make like a uh-huh. Final Fantasy seven part two and part three or something like that. Well, that, it appears like what they're doing. Yeah, okay. They only cool. made the two hours there. I know. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna stand by that and be like, "Yep, there you go, Final Fantasy seven <laughs> It was just an accident. They just they just uploaded the wrong uh, <laughs> file to the to Steam. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't the completed one. Um, Oof. Yeah, what's a... Uh, Alright, pleasant surprise. Uh, I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll, I guess sorry, I'll... yours, Jake. Oh, never mind. I, uh, yeah, I'll, Jake, I'll yours go goes. Um, so my pleasant surprise uh, was pretty basic. Um, I picked Warzone. Uh, Modern Warfare uh, coming out with uh, their kind of like remake. Their, I don't know. I... I, I saw call of duty modern warfare as like the reprisal of of the older style games where they're not going too in depth on like all the crazy shit that you can do running on walls and all the advanced warfare shit that they used to have and uh coming out with call of duty modern warfare they're bringing back all the old maps it's a nostalgia blast out the wazoo um and then they announced warzone that is Mm -hmm gonna be free to play uh for anybody who so you don't have to buy the 60 dollar game so they're they're taking a chunk out of the Fortnite book where part of the game is free and you can uh still play with people who own the game it's just you're, you're getting a lot of ease of access stuff when you have the game where you can level up guns and whatever and the game plays great the the game is smooth it's it's interactive. It's it's fast, and it's not like there's not the same annoyances that I find in other battle rails. And this is a hot, uh, you know, topic that is it's going to be around for quite a while. Uh, they are keeping it fresh with different map updates, uh, different gun updates, so it makes it it keeps it kind of fresh uh, because I think that's what they can run into is like stale gameplay over time. Uh, so I was pretty surprised that Call of Duty most known for creating stale content and reusing a lot of bullshit uh, came out with something fresh and is keeping it fresh uh, to keep players interested in their game. Alright. Mine was Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Um, Didn't even have this on my radar going into the year. And then it just took the world by storm and I have a lot of fun (laughs) <laughs> playing the jumping bee man game and yep. playing it with these mooks and 
yelling about clean lines and stuff. It's just one of those. It's a perfect game to sit down with friends because it's very approachable. They don't have to be very good or experienced with video games. And everyone can just have fun and wrestle with the wobbly controls and just enjoy themselves. Have a few yeah. drinks, have a bunch of laughs, and uh, yell shit about yeah. <laughs> how much you hate slime climb. Oh, it's a great one. To, it's a great one to drink wine coolers too. Get buzzed. <laughs> yeah. Um, my. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Like, su- yep. Surprise for sure. Uh, my pleasant one. surprise was uh, Borat Two. I was like, oh, this is a movie that's coming out. Oh, it's it's like a blast. It's like a blast from the early two thousands. I watched it. I saw it. I went, oh my god, they really did that. <laughs> But just like in the first one, and then I put it away. It surprised me, and it was pleasant. Good job, Bort. I would. I think we all can give a collective honorable yes. mention yep. to get duked. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Didn't expect to like that, and didn't expect to didn't expect a lot of stuff out of that movie. No business but being what that I got, fun. I yeah. enjoyed. <laughs> um, although it wasn't a 2020 release, sad. Oh, but we watched it in 20. It, it was okay. A when I looked it up, it was like a 20. It was 2019 release. I would have put it as my pleasant surprise. Hmm. Uh, Maybe. Okay. All right. Well, honorable yes. mention to perhaps that. <laughs> it's it's cool. almost like how I want to I want to give an honorable mention to Among Us. Among Us too when I it comes out because it's not. Well, they released a new map this year, but <laughs> yeah, Among Us too. Oh, new map for Among Us. <laughs> new map for Among Us. Pleasant surprise of the year. Uh, <laughs> now we shift our sights to the future, to twenty twenty one. A time where uh, we can maybe go outside again and, uh, you know, sit at a bar and put bread in our jar and say, man, Peter, where'd you go? (laughs) (laughs) Keeps on hitting that end call button. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, so we, we begin with our most anticipated game of 2021. And uh, this one is a windmill no-brainer slam dunk for me, and that is the Mass Effect Legendary Collection, uh, Legendary Edition. Like, if you give me those games with updated graphics and native 21 by 9 and high refresh rate support, I will give you my money and (laughs) however much of it you want. (laughs) That's that's how I felt about the Master Chief Collection, and I I want this for everybody. I want I want like what I got for them from that Master Chief Collection for everybody who likes who has a trilogy or a game collection in the past to just be remastered, retouched up, and and, to and all then those do Coder next. <laughs> yes, fuck, God. dude. Um. Oh. Yeah, same thing. Like, Don't well, it's not a with that. full trilogy, but it's the completion of a trilogy, and that's No More Heroes three. I also anticipated it last year, but it, you know things happen, so it's still coming. Uh, but I watched a retrospective that 
that looked a little bit more into the themes and looked a little deeper into the game, I'm like, yeah, I remember. I really like these games. They're a lot of fun. And if there are PC versions, I would recommend we play 1 and 2 mm-hmm. and Strikes Back for... Um, oh, I'm sure there are ways yes. that they can be played uh, on the PC. But we, would have, we have to make sure it's the Wii version. Because <laughs> the PS2 version, or the PS3 version... Dolphin is the most realized. The PS2 versions are notoriously not great. But uh, if we can, we will play them because they are fun. So. Um, The game I'm most excited for in 2021, and I probably shouldn't be, and I'm being a bad boy. So you can mark my words and. Give me a big "I told you so" to to me when uh, when it does release. But Halo Infinite, <laughs> when that piece of shit lands next year, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna regret it, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the stand, the Halo stand that says, "No, it was a good game." <laughs> we can, uh, you know, I will. I'll play it on Game Pass on stream, and then we can maybe see. <laughs> If you want to stand it in front of a live audience, there's a lot because there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Uh, Halo and Halo is is uh, I, I love it to death. It's it's a big nostalgia buzz, but there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and uh, and and I don't know. And they're making some promises. I, I don't know if they're gonna hit all of them, like about how like big it's gonna be and how like open worldy it's gonna be. And I'm just like, hmm. Explore well, Reach. <laughs> I'm like, you had how many other games that were considered open world and were yeah. really not that open world? And and uh, you haven't really done anything like Do you like really that. want an open so, world Halo? That's another question you can ask. Not every really game needs wanted. to be an open world. <laughs> what am I sacrificing for it? Are the graphics going to be actually completed? Because that brute looked awful. There's like, there's just so much stuff. Like, that can go wrong and I hope doesn't go wrong, but might go wrong. I'm <laughs> anticipating will go wrong. I'm, I'm anticipating to it. it's gonna be the best game of twenty twenty one and uh I'm gonna eat my words. Lunch. I'm gonna eat my lunch. We will eat you lunch. Alrighty. And finally rounding out our awards for twenty twenty. Although I guess this is technically a twenty twenty one award. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Most anticipated movie uh, of 2021. Yeah. All the ones here. that were supposed to come out in 2020 <laughs> that are coming out in 2021. You have many options that were <laughs> yeah. also options last year. You might be put <laughs> off by the familiarity. Well, so I'm actually, I, I, I checked just to confirm uh, IMDb to make sure this was still slated for 2021. And it, it should get squeaked out, but it could be pushed yes. to 2022. Ditto. Uh, Dune, uh, set to release now October 2021. Um, I, I, it's it's a, there's a <laughs> lot of Dune going on in my life. I I just got I got the book for uh for a, a friend my my roommate I got the book for him and and hopefully he reads it and <laughs> I think I might be getting the book too uh, uh, for Christmas yep yeah I think I saw that on Amazon all right, all right good um so I I'm excited for it uh because I sort of liked 
the <laughs> the movie that we saw. The, the old and David old Lynch himself did like it. There was a lot yeah. of things wrong with it. I think it had promise. I no no look I look. There's a reason that Dune had a movie made about it like 40 years later. Like there's a lot of fans of it. The movie did not do a good job of explaining to me what the fuck was going on. So I was, I, I just felt <laughs> lost, angry, and confused the whole time. <laughs> so like that's what I, I, I'm hope. I'm really hoping. I mean, this is such a controversial movie. The fact that it like tanked and, and kind of tanked, or the the director hated the fact that it came out when it when it did. I I think now that we can see the wrongs of our past, maybe they're like, hey, let's do something different and actually do a good job of explaining it. So I'm really, really crossing my fingers that they can do a good job of selling me this book in movie format, uh, and it, it it's yep. got like a great cast. It seems uh, Zendaya, best hotel, best girl. hotel Artemis, hotel great Artemis. Cast. I I was I was thinking about making that my most anticipated movie of 2021. <laughs> hotel oh, if we had committed to that joke years ago. And just every year for you, it was Hotel Artemis. Then we'd have something. But now that or that or Get Out or I, or I, or I do Best Picture to a movie that I've never seen. Uh, my most anticipated. I'm going. You guys are going with some high art science fiction. I'm going with some just trash bin science fiction here. I want Godzilla versus King Kong, and I want it yesterday. That was my runner-up. I'm not going to lie. That was my runner-up. I was like, do I do Godzilla versus Kong? Because uh, I'm excited. That Those movies have got me excited for like the universe that they're creating. Because I am a big... I'm a sucker. And a fucking, like I said, I'm a dumb fucking ape sometimes. <laughs> Just watching big monsters. <laughs> I, I can be too. I can be rather <laughs> simian in my desires as well. I just I loved Godzilla King of the Monsters. I did not love it as much as Diane loved it, which I'm not sure how to feel about, but I'm glad I took her to give her an outlet. Um <laughs> she like secretly like or not not secretly, just a massive Godzilla oh. stan. Yeah. <laughs> she refers to Godzilla as her boyfriend at times. Oh, <clears throat> That's well crazy. Done. Yeah. How does that work? Maybe that's just what I mean. How does Shaq hang out with his girlfriend? Um. Now I know what to get you guys for Christmas. It's a little website called Bad Drag. But I... <laughs> I'm sure they have a Godzilla penis in there. <laughs> Jake, no, no, please. For for I'd your really own, for the sake of your own browser history, I'll be Jake. Right back. <laughs> no, no, I'm already on the list. It's okay. <laughs> Safe's not even an incognito. That's mode. going on the taskbar. That's gonna be on my. I'm gonna type that in my phone on public. When I type in <laughs> B, it's gonna come up, and everyone can see it. Autocomplete. But yeah, I want to see. I want to see the two most famous kaiju's fight in in a battle to. The death, although I'm sure neither of them will die. Although Godzilla died, but they came back because of nuclear explosions. Right. Ken Watanabe mm-hmm. nuked himself because um, he wanted to let them fight. And that's what I say to Godzilla and them, Kong. You let them you fight. Let them fight. For my amusement. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be fighting. 
we need to close out before Jake returns his shirts results. Yeah, hopefully we'll, it'll be a much... Yeah. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for episode 243 of the Sounds of this podcast. Thanks for stopping by for our year end awards. We've got our, our uh, I guess we do. Do we do anniversary show for sure of the year? I think okay. we do anniversary show for sure of the year. So we have that coming up next mm-hmm. uh, next week. So that's what, five, five years now? <laughs> Holy shit, it's been five years. Uh, that we've been doing the podcast. That's a long we need to end time. this before Kurt returns his existential oh. crisis. <laughs> so join us for more Hilux two tonight on Twitch, eight PM Eastern Standard mm-hmm. Time. Well, maybe tonight. See, I could let you, I could let you too uh, just wing it yes. on your own. I'll just come back the next week and be like, "How'd it go, guys? Uh, you solved the worm maze yet?" We failed in our objective. <laughs> oh, we failed in our objective then before Jake returned the search results. And now that's just staring at me. I'm going to end it now. Uh, check out soundstones.com for more stuff. Please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Helps us out a lot. And uh, we'll shout out five-star reviews on iTunes and other things. Just let us know that you left one because I don't always check. Um all right, until next time, be well, stay safe. Peace. Party likes 1995. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs>